Ross FM 94.6 Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web Listen in online at rossfm.ie Tune in to Note Self on Ross FM 94.6, presented by Adam O'Dwyer. Note Self is on the airways every Friday between 10 and 11 a.m. Tune in on rossfm.ie forward slash live. That's Note Self, presented by Adam O'Dwyer, on the airways every Friday between 10 and 11 a.m. Only on Ross FM 94.6. Good morning, you're listening to Note to Self with Adam O'Dwyer on Ross FM. I'll be with you for the next hour and you can join me every Friday from 10am or catch up later on Spotify, Google Podcasts and most other major podcast outlets. In just a few moments, I'm going to be joined by entrepreneur Neil Bowman, who is going to tell us about his experience starting his own business and the challenges he faced staying relevant through COVID. Make sure to stick around for some tips if you've ever considered working for yourself. But let's start off the hour with a bit of music. This is Space Girl by Francis Forever.
Welcome back. This is Note to Self. I'm Adam Adwar on the air every Friday morning on Ross FM. Joining me today is Neil Bowman of Neil Bowman Training. Neil is an entrepreneur who has managed to grow his business throughout the pandemic. Thank you for joining me today. Would you start by giving us a bit of background? Hi, it's Neil Bowman. I started my own gym in Black Rock in Dublin in 2014. I was made redundant from a previous job that I had as a manager of an indoor ski centre in Sandyford. I'd been working in the leisure industry for 15 years at that stage and I'd spent time in several different gyms and done personal training. So I just saw the opportunity to go out and branch out and work for myself because I had managed and run the other facilities that I, I sort of had a good knowledge of what was needed to be done. So I thought it made perfect sense, really, to go out and strike out and try to forge my own path. That was 2014. And then it took a while to, to actually get going. I just did some personal training out of a gym here in Black Rock. And then gradually over the space of 18 months sort of increased from doing personal training to small groups to to actually taking the back room that was attached to the gym and, and starting my, my group training uh, to complement the other services that I offer, which would be boxing in schools and personal training, working with kids. And yeah, it was all going well. I mean, there'd been lots of trials and tribulations as most people who work for themselves would understand that it's it's not all glory and easy or plain sailing. I've had a, a fair few knockbacks between uh, revenue audits, uh, losing the premises I initially was renting and then getting it back, but with increased rent of almost 100%, including lots of other expenses and fees that go with that. But I was determined not to, to let any of those things thwart me or stop me uh, progressing. So... I dug my heels in and I decided to work even harder and put in longer hours and it all started to kick off nicely in about 2000, in the summer of 2019 actually, with July, I had my, my best month ever and I was going, right, here I go, everything was sorted, my own personal situations, my business situations, everything were set up to work perfectly and I got a good run at it into 2020 and in January 2020 there was a real buzz about my, my gym that was small it was uh, only one little room but I was filling it my classes were booked I was pretty much fully booked personal training and the business has started to grow nicely to the extent where I could actually start employing staff and everything really seemed to be yes this is where I wanted to be and the effort has been worth it and then, of course, comes March 2020 and COVID strikes and we get closed down. So it was a bit of a double-edged sword, really, because the first number of months, and I only saw this on the TV recently where people said the first lockdown actually gave people a chance to breathe, step back and reassess. Um, the first lockdown, personally for me, I know this isn't very popular because some people had very hard times and I appreciate that it wasn't easy for everyone. But for me, it was amazing. The first lockdown, the weather was nice. I actually got to see my children for the first time in a long, long number of years just because I work. I live with them and my wife very happily. But I had been gone all the time when they were young. So here I was and where if I was the only one sitting at home and I had no work, I would be very 
I'd be tortured mentally. I knew that the world was like this, so I was actually able to sit back and relax. And I did, as most people did, and to use the buzzword, I pivoted my business and I went online. So I started doing my classes online to initially keep my own customers because I didn't want to lose the customers that I built up. Now, the online platform didn't work for all of them. It worked for a certain cohort. Other people just really want the the interaction of other people in the gym. So the numbers fluctuated from sometimes it was it was really good to be doing the classes to other times it was back to what it was when I originally opened and I wasn't really making any money, but I knew that I had to do the online classes to at least keep myself going. Uh, so, yeah, I kept them all going for the first lockdown. Then we reopened under all the restrictions in July of 2020. Uh, but without sounding like I think I know everything, I was quite aware, as most people were, I think that we were not finished with COVID and it was going to come back yeah. to fight us again. So I spent the next, uh, whatever, July until we got locked down in November. Really, it was very tough because with the restrictions, it meant that the, the, the group size that I could have was not actually financially viable to sustain. So I had to do a double job. So I had to do personal training while I played another instructor to do my classes to try to keep everybody happy and keep it going. And then, of course, in November, we got the second lockdown. And that was not nice, I have to say. I I didn't fare too well over that. I found it very hard mentally because it was dark and cold and that doesn't work for me. And the mornings were just, it was just much more difficult to actually motivate yeah. myself never mind keep other people motivated but in all this time i never gave up and i decided i was going to expand my business and when we got the next opportunity i was going to open a premises that was four times the size of what i had and i was going to be going for it as i did back in 2014 when i initially said i'm going to start working for myself because it feels like i've started all over again but in june 2021 we reopened and I have to say that uh, I now have a premises that I'm very proud of. It's four times the size of what I had. Again, due to restrictions, it's tough because I can't get the full amount of people in here. I need to really make it financially viable and make it a, a really good business. But I'm very confident that in the not-too-distant future, COVID and things will become eased, hopefully a thing of the past, and we will all get back to some form of normal. Can I ask as well, just even before COVID, a lot of the time, actually most of the time when people go into business by themselves, they either come up against a lot of obstacles that they weren't expecting or they end up having to uh, to go out of business within the first two years. What were some of the things that you came ab- came up against when you first started that maybe you didn't see coming before you, you actually took that step? Uh, really the influence of other people, to be truthful about it. And what I mean by that is, I, you know, I was subletting off a, an individual who turned out not to be very pleasant and made my life very awkward to the point where there was days I didn't even want to go down to my own business because I knew that I'd have to meet this individual. So that was something that was very stressful, to be honest with you, because, I mean, you should be very oh, bubbly and wanting to go into your business and looking forward to running it. But instead, you've got a lot of negativity and stress and impacts from other people so again 
everything getting in revenue orders in my second year of official business is pretty tough. But uh, I made some mistakes. I, I employed friends to do work that I shouldn't have done, and that was one of which was someone to give my accounts, and it turned out that that was a very costly mistake. But I have to say it uh, is invaluable in the long term because running your business and now, from my opinion, is, is a very long-term thing. I'm going to hopefully do this until I retire, in which time I hope to either have a very profitable business to sell or put other people into it. But, uh, yeah, things like revenue audits, you don't want them. You wouldn't wish them upon your enemy. <laughs> uh, Especially so early but, on in the business. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was a mistake. I mean, it was my fault. I owed revenue money, but it had never been highlighted to me. So therefore, that became a flag with them. So I mean, nobody to blame but myself, because at the end of the day, you're running your own business. The book stops with you. You are the person who has to take responsibility if you're not willing to do these things. And sometimes I see people working for themselves, and I'm thinking, you know, the best thing you think about working for yourselves is you don't have to work, and they don't last. I mean, if you're not willing to literally put everything aside, and when I say that, I nearly even mean family, friends, life. I wouldn't go into business for myself because that's what I believe. I could be wrong. People could turn around and go, no, you're just doing things wrongly. But I'm now, whatever, in my sixth year, I believe, of of doing this for myself. So I've seen a lot of the trials and tribulations and I've come out the other side, a much wiser and sterner individual. The general public are very tough to deal with. (laughs) Uh, And I'll I'll put us all in that. We, We seem to be... Uh, for want of a better word, lacking when it comes to to sort of the whole vision of things. People are just weird. I've dealt with them on a one-to-one basis for for 25 years almost now, and they will ask you the strangest things. They will demand the strangest things or expect. You know, in this industry, uh, one is really a strange one where people will come in and train with you and afterwards tell you, oh, sorry, I didn't bring any money. I'll pay you the next day. So... I take that as like going into a restaurant, eating a meal and telling them I'll pay the next time I come exactly. back. I'd expect to be kept there until the police come. But in this industry, people think it's, that's perfectly acceptable all the time. So when you start first and you're struggling with to have numbers that are actually war- warranted doing the classes or doing the business, and then someone turns around and goes, oh, I didn't bring any money. I'll pay you next week. And you're then going, well, Grant, how do I pay my bills? How do I eat? But... People even today, I mean, I'm, I'm six years in, I've been people looking, going, all right, well, you know, you can do a better price. As I said, the next time I go to the pub, I'm going to ask them, can I pay four euros for the pint instead of 550? I imagine I won't get the pint. I think yeah. maybe there's a mindset that every sort of business is maybe attached to a bigger business and can afford to um, to cut things down. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, currently, I mean, every player is putting up their prices. I mean, I'm paying for stuff. I have to buy wood to the inside of the new gym. And I mean, I could not get over the price it cost me to buy wood to make a few shelves. Now, I mean, I did them myself, myself, so they probably won't last very long. But they're up at the moment, and they're hanging okay, so that's the main thing. But it was over €1,000 for just pieces of plywood and bits of two by four to put some very simple I mean I wasn't making any carpentry things with engravings these are just standard plywood fronts that are by painted and I was just going oh my god everything seems to be just 
thousand euros more money. My insurance when I started the business was two thousand two hundred fifteen euros, and it's now eight thousand euros. The benefit of getting a premises that's four times as big. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, Sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't have to do with the square footage of the premises. My rent in my previous place, which was the exact same size, they're not my rent, my insurance in my premises was their exact same size. Went from the two thousand to the oh, eight thousand. Wow. It's the same for here as it was for the other place. That's so I mean, and oh it, yeah, I mean. Well, insurance and in I've Ireland had, I, I've is supposedly just, just the It is, but I never had a claim. Just to clarify that in case someone's yeah. listening and thinking, well, obviously you had a claim. I did. That's just the way the insurance companies, because the, the company I was with four years ago, when I went to renew, just sent me an email going, sorry, we don't do the Irish market anymore. We pulled out of the Irish market. I then went to go to another company, went through the whole process, filled everything in. They got the quote back of over 8,000 euros. And I was sort of saying, well, what can we do? And I wanted to add sparring because I run boxing. And they said that will be 12,000 euros. So I said, forget about the sparring. We'll keep it. We won't do any contact trading here. It'll just be for fitness. And that was 7,785 euros. Wow. You know, yeah. I actually, that might be something that people thinking about starting businesses don't actually consider is um, that if you are going to have a premises that's going to have people coming into it or have staff that are there, you need um, public liability insurance. Yeah, look, if you're starting your own business and you're thinking about it, research everything because the, the costs are like, and again, if, if I can give one word of advice to people and a person, a lady who comes into me who works for herself said it to me about two years ago. And one of the best things you can ever spend your money on is an accountant. You think you don't have the money to pay for them. They will save you their fee 10 times over in my experience because if I had a proper one from day one, I wouldn't have been audited yeah. and it would have saved me a substantial amount of money. But you get an accountant because they're aware of the hidden costs, especially if they're any good. So make sure they've got a big house and a big car because <laughs> they can't hide their money. They won't hide your money for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, what's what's one of the benefits you found to, um, to starting your up for yourself? Now, I know that obviously there's a lot of sacrifice that has gone into it. But what are some of the, the main benefits that you found? The main benefits are when things are going well, you can stand back and take great pride in what you've created, be it a retail outlet, be it a cafe or a restaurant. And when in my business it's, it's sort of results driven or it is very much customer satisfaction driven because every gym you'll see tells you that they're the best. So, so I'm the best at weight loss and I'm the best at getting these looking like Rambo and I can do this and I can do that. So we're all the best at everything. But the reality is word of mouth and your reputation is key in what I do. And being in the one area and building it and getting that reputation whereby you people ringing you as I sort of do now going, Somebody, somebody told me I had to train with you or somebody, I met someone on the street or I know someone in work and they said, you're amazing. And that makes it worthwhile for me personally. Thank you, Neil. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we're going to be going into a little bit of the struggles to stay open and in business throughout all of the COVID restrictions. So don't go anywhere. 
KC's Roscommon with Londis, Circle K, Supermax, Papa John's, Super Subs and Ticketmaster all under one roof. That's KC's at Lone Road, Roscommon. Call 090-663-8000. Heinz Pharmacy, Castle Street, Roscommon. Contact us on 09066-34147. We offer a wide range of in-store services. We also offer online loyalty points. So log on today to HeinzPharmacy.ie. That's Heinz Pharmacy, servicing the community of Roscommon. Contact us on 09066-34147. Best for babies, Castle Street, Roscommon, across the road from Heinz Pharmacy. Wagon Tales, now located in Roscommon Town. Why not look us up online at wagontailspetshop.ie? We're open seven days a week. Give us a call on 087-719-8909. Here at Wagontails, you'll find hand-reared birds, from budgies to macaws, cold water fish, small mammals such as guinea pigs, rats, hamsters and rabbits. We've got hedgehogs, tortoises and even snakes. Why not drop into the store today? And look us up online at wagontailspetshop.ie for all your pet and pet product needs. Best Drive by Continental, Lanesborough Street, Roscommon Town, now open. We're here for you six days a week, Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 6 and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Why not drop into Best Drive, Roscommon and ask for Robert, our branch manager, who will assist you with all of your queries. Here at Best Drive, we offer a free pre-NCT check, a free safety check and a full range of parts and car maintenance options. Book your service online at bestdrive.ie forward slash Roscommon. And while you're online, why not check out our special offers? You drive, we care. Equity Plant Hire, supplying you with self-drive hire of diggers, jumpers, rollers, hoists and cherry pickers. Power washers and more at keen rates. Selection of Jeep trailers for hire also. Delivery and collection service provided. Give us a call today on 087 2536 428. We'll fix you up. Roscommon Town Teams, aiming to make Roscommon a better place to live, work and play. Find us on Facebook. Garvey's Builder Merchants, Lanesborough Road, Roscommon, providing all the building materials you need for your project, including bricks and blocks to tiles, slates, fueling systems, drainage, cement, timber and insulation. The one-stop shop for your building and DIY needs. Open Monday to Saturday till 5pm. Call on 066-27722 or log on to garvey's.ie.
Self with Adam O'Dwyer on Ross FM. Tune in every Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. or catch up later on Spotify, Google Podcasts and most other major podcasting outlets. During the break we had hits from Florence and the Machine and Ed Sheeran and in case you're just tuning in, joining me on today's show is Niall Bowman of Niall Bowman Training. 
Niall owns his own gym and has managed to stay in business throughout the COVID pandemic. So Niall, what kind of people do you train? Do you, do you train like athletes? Do you train like, is it bodybuilders? Like if someone was uh, thinking about going and they were just looking to lose a bit of weight, is this a place It's a cross-section. It's a cross-section. I run, I run a lot of things through my own background in boxing. I boxed for Ireland and I, I won Irish titles. And I, I basically was involved in boxing from a young age until I was in my 20s. So, and I still am involved in So I'm 40 years basically involved in boxing. So I run a lot of stuff through my own background and with my own knowledge. But we also, so I have people who do compete. Uh, I actually have an individual who was who was down training with one of the professional boxers who boxed in Belfast the other day. Now he, he was just sparring him, but I mean I have individuals at that level. I have children as young as ten, and I have adults in their seventies. And I do a mixture of my my own background, as I said, is boxing, and then we do strength and conditioning, circuit training. I'm also a qualified golf fitness instructor, so I do uh, golf fitness with people as well. So there's a wide variety, and I teach in schools. I do lots of things. So sometimes people say, "All oh, right, you've got too many things happening," but if one revenue dries up, you have other options. And an example of that is, it has been documented that inflation could happen now, and we may see a recession. Uh, well, the first thing to go in a recession is your expenditure you don't need and your luxuries and things and the gym membership and one like this is a luxury for most people or at least they might feel it is i feel it's a necessity um so when things like that occur if you have if you're strong like for instance i have the schools so they wouldn't be impacted by that uh i have uh, kids coming in and parents being one myself would tend to find the money for their kids activities yeah. before their own so it makes it you know having and for me having a wide variety of offerings things to do seems to make sense because if i pinch it all myself into one uh little area well it doesn't it doesn't work for me because i think it, it's not a great idea and i also have very high-end specialist weight loss equipment that targets the the areas of the body that you can't do naturally and that's uh that's another day's thing of its own. It's called it's a uh, vacuum treatment. Unfortunately, for legal reasons, I can't mention the brand name. <laughs> um, can I ask? Obviously, during the recession as well, you start um you start doing some work online. How did was that your own idea? How did that come about? Uh, well, it wouldn't have been my own idea to be straight up because I actually. I wouldn't say I'm not computer literate. I just don't like them. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like them. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a move around and up, and I'm a do type of person. So sitting in front of something, tapping little buttons, and that never really cut the mustard. I'm afraid. I was proficient at sending emails, using Word and all of those due to my ECDL, but I just I wouldn't I wouldn't ever thought about doing stuff online. But again, I mean, necessity, I had to. So I got a Zoom account and rang up or text some of my, cla- uh, what you call them, clients back in March 2020 and said, come on, let's give this a go because none of us had, you know, no other clients on it. So nobody really knew what to start, what it was going to be like. And I have to say, Adam, there's nothing to make you feel more crazy than standing looking at yourself on a computer screen shouting that you're doing great. Come on, you're brilliant. <laughs> so at the start I did struggle a little bit because loads of people had their cameras off oh, really? and I would 
oh yeah, yeah, those people have their cameras off because they didn't really want you seeing them. So, and with GDPR, with the kids' classes, they had to have their cameras yeah. off sometimes. Or I had to get permission from their parents, and sometimes their parents wouldn't be there, and things that kids would want. So it was once or twice I just did classes with literally just blank screens and me talking to myself, telling myself I was brilliant. I had another 10 of this to go. <laughs> I remember at the doors open one day, and there was a person walking past, and they stopped. And I think they actually thought I was just shouting at myself in the bird that, you know, I was great and keep going. But, uh, yeah, so honestly, I adapted to it. And I train, uh, I train somebody here in Ireland who would be possibly known as a bit of an influencer. And they uh, gave me a big plug on one of their podcasts. And it actually got me a huge amount of new customers. And what was really exciting was some of them were as far afield as Canada, Australia, Spain. So I ended up logging on in the morning and seeing all these people and going, you're in, now the Canadian person was on in the evening, but uh, I'm like, you're in Luxembourg and these people are in Spain and this person is in Italy. And it was actually really cool. And I didn't realize until more recently that some of the people were in Limerick. I had a chicken farmer from Cavan. And I had all these people from all over Ireland, all over the place, logging on training. And what that highlighted was the scope, once again, of the internet to give you the ability to reach people who, sitting here in my office in BlackRock, I can never get to come to the gym because I don't even live in the country. So that was a real eye-opener. And I, I have to say, I got to the stage where I actually, really, the last sort of um, possibly... Um, from January until June, I really enjoyed it. I did 13 hours a week personally training online in front of the camera, and I haven't I hadn't been as fit in in a long, long time because I mean I physically did all the classes, which yeah. were four a day, four a day on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then I did one on a Saturday, and then I had all my personal training clients as well. So I, oh, everybody went online this time, really. So presumably they didn't need to have like equipment or anything to do the the classes. Any of the people, no, some of them they did. So I ran different classes. Uh, the morning ones, people needed weights. So all my customers, they just came in and just took all my weights oh. out of my gym. And then the people in people who were logging on around the world, well, I mean, they 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 had gyms. Like I sort of sent out the brief was like, these classes, you need weights. For these classes, you just need body weight. And uh, yeah, now since I've reopened, I actually I stopped doing it because a lot of people went back to their own gyms and again there is only one of me and I can't physically do online classes and in-house classes at the same time and also yeah, I just sort of went look I, I need to focus back on my, my new facility and my new business as opposed to just sort of you know yeah, if I hadn't signed a lease and I hadn't a new premises well then I would have very much focused and tried to build an online presence which would have given me the ability to work anywhere but I wanted the bricks and mortar. I wanted the solid premises to to actually come down to and run my business out of because I believe this is this is where the growth can can really happen for me. Yeah. And did you notice um, after restrictions eased and you were able to like reopen the gym that some of those online people who maybe hadn't been there before had translated into to in person customers? Yes, very much so. Now, unfortunately, he. Uh, Quite a lot of them, as I said, were actually yeah. not in the country, are not local enough. Only only about four or five of them were local enough. But I actually managed to get them and uh, friends and partners and 
and kids and everybody from it. Yeah, so again, it was it was a very successful free marketing for myself because obviously I was online and I was doing more Instagram posts and I was doing stuff like that. So my following on Instagram went up, Twitter increased a huge amount, and yeah, it was it was it was very like I, I think the last experience again there because I always knew well. Uh, I should be phrased that I hoped that that would be the last lockdown and that we'd come out of it and we'd be vaccinated and things would return to normal. So I just had a more positive outlook. And I was thinking, okay, look, it, it, people will get back to normal. And I think there's a bit of a craving for people to get back to normal and just get back into doing what they used to do. As well, just due to the nature of the business, what are some of the things that people maybe get wrong when they decide to go to a gym or when they decide to get into fitness that kind of turns people off? What what kind of things do you notice? Possibly, well, from a personal training perspective, getting the right trainer for for what you want and the person you are. What I mean by that is, uh, like for a lady, sometimes possibly to walk into a gym where there's a lot of weightlifting and bodybuilding going on and ask the guy who's, you know, who looks like he could lift a bus about personal training, maybe that's not the right approach because, you know, maybe she wants more cardiovascular fitness because the, the person wants to go for a run or, you know, get the right trainer for the goal that you want. Do some research. And then what would put people off mostly, I think, is is cleanliness of a gym. And uh, the uh, the atmosphere is really important because some gyms you can go into can be quite intimidating. And, you know, again, if someone's going in and they don't have a huge amount of knowledge of weights and they're all big, huge, heavy weights being lifted by big guys. I mean, I only had someone recently come to me and say, oh, well, I left the gym because I could see blokes that are laughing at me. And I was going, well, you know, that won't happen here because it doesn't matter if you're lifting a big weight or a heavy weight. You're doing a workout, and that's the important thing. I mean, people feel that you need to lift these big, heavy weights, but in modern society, we need to be able to catch the bus, not carry it. You know, so looking looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually bad for you because you're carrying too much muscle for your body. So having a nice, lean, you know, low body fat, which is more important than overall weight. Some people get hung up, especially females tend to get really hung up on their overall weight. But the reality is it's a body fat issue. If you've got, if you can reduce your body fat and increase your muscle a little bit, you might even get heavier, but your muscle, to, your your physique and your body is working better. So it's about just balancing everything. And when it comes to picking the trainer, getting someone who works with you, do it, do, don't sign up for 10 sessions, sessions without going in and meeting them. Make sure they can offer you what what you want, and then maybe do one session, two sessions, and see. Make sure, because unfortunately, some people, you know, it's like every industry. You'll get good ones, and you get mediocre ones, mm-hmm. and you get poor ones. You know, you've had a lot of obstacles, including sort of the pandemic and and everything that happened before, with the changing premises. How have you found actually adapting to everything? How has that been? Do you think that it maybe would have been? easier to just be in sort of a nine-to-five job? Did you ever sort of regret your decision to start up on your own? I never worked nine-to-five. So I think that would be one thing that has stood to me for what I'm doing. I always, uh, uh, when I moved up to Dublin from Mayo originally, I'm originally from Castlebar in Mayo, I worked in a cafe. So uh, I had to work early in the morning sometimes. And then when I Again, the manager there, I ended up working in the evenings all the time. So I never finished work till about nine o'clock. Apart from the Sunday, I finished at six. I also worked 
most weekends because obviously the owner had a manager, so he wasn't going to work most of them. So I always had to work Sundays. So I ended up since I've been here, I sort of accepted my lot that look, if you if if you're going to use your brawn rather than your brain to start out, you might have to work harder than the person who sat down and gone to college and studied really hard, physically harder. So I've put in a lot of hours like that always. And then when I came to do it for myself, as I sort of alluded to earlier. I've been I've been in sort of like the cafe that I managed started as just a very sort of small place with a like cash box and no coffee machine and it was two a girlfriend and boyfriend who started it and it was very relaxed and then we actually grew that to be quite a successful business and quite a a proper business and I was one of the key components to that because it was myself and the couple who there was other staff that were transient but I stayed with them the whole time and. I went to Australia then and I managed a cafe over there and hard work is what's needed. So then I came back and I was involved in a startup here where basically I did everything from tiling the floors to, 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 to be the general manager to clean the toilets. So I've always had an attitude that if, if you are working someplace, well, one, you need to be able to and willing to do everything that is involved in running that business. So my own attitude set me up to work for myself because I've I've always like any owner I've ever worked for would turn around and go, it's amazing to have Neil because he'll worry about the place more than we do. And that is a rarity. And I haven't worked for myself for a long time now. I've, you, you don't find staff. And again, I am sort of blowing my own trumpet here, but you don't find staff that really worry about the place as much or more than the owner does. And I, I'm very glad to say at the moment, I think I have... Uh, a staff member who does do that and it's it's amazing staff having staff are is one of your biggest nightmares it's one of your biggest expenses but having the right staff doing the right jobs can make your business what you can't do on your own because you 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 know you tend to you tend to get blinded and thinking that maybe you're doing everything right you're you're the only one who can do stuff but if you can sit back and employ someone, delegate and actually let them do their job as opposed to micromanaging, well, then you're creating a business. And the big drawback at the start was I was my business. I called it Neil Bowman Training. So everybody that rings wants Neil. Everybody wants to train with Neil. Where now I've gotten away from that and it's now it's still the same name, but people appreciate when they ring up. But they don't get me, they get the office manager, or if they're here, they're just someone else in the classes, because I take some time off. And I think all of those things have been learning curves for me over the last number of years. And the biggest insight was really just, you know, get somebody else to, to have a little look at what you're doing and be able to stand back and take take criticism as well. You need to be able to, if you if you can't, if you think you're always right and you're the only person who can do stuff, again, you you probably won't be successful because you need to be able to, to take criticism and say, okay, you're not doing this right. Uh, how how can we done better? And just to finish up, um, can I ask what's been the biggest business milestone for you? Like it doesn't have to be something that's actually big for the business, but something that was the maybe the most important milestone for yourself. Probably May, May 2019. I've had a few, you know, when things have been quiet, and I can, I can pick, I mean, I could say the September of 2019 
uh, was rough enough for one. Sorry, like, sorry, 2018 in September because the lease of the gym I was subleasing came available and it all went up in the air. And that's what I said earlier about possibly losing premises yeah. and losing everything. So that was really tough. And I was trying to make decisions. I was going, well, hang on, we'll be, my wife and I were talking about moving back down west and starting again because everything up here at the expense and everything was so dear. I was going, does it really, like, it doesn't warrant the effort I'm putting in. Is the return worth it? So should I go and try to cut my expenses, move down to Mayo where my rent will be cheaper, everything will be cheaper, blah, blah. And it's like the universe as a way of showing me or telling me, go, no, don't. Because when I had all these doubts, I had a really, really great month financially and business-wise. Everything worked really well. And then I go, okay, no, you know, it's, it's worth sticking in. And then the period from the sort of September 2018 uh, up until, so you're looking at over a year to the June of 2019, was turbulent. It was really tough. But then in 2019, when I said earlier about personal stuff, the house I was renting, we thought we were going to move out. I had that sorted, so I was able to save a huge amount of money that I thought I'd have to spend on rent, those few things. So really the biggest milestone which you got to was coming through adversity and making a decision to go, I'm not letting anything get in my way. And that was uh, the... Financial way that would have been would have been the September 2018 and the actual work way would have been after the audit in September 2019 uh, when I just went, I don't care what happens. My my accountant was actually quite impressed at the time because I had to get an accountant to involved. And he was going, most people in your situation would be looking at a way out. He said, you're talking about making these making everything bigger and making more money so this will never happen to you again and having everything in place so it will never happen to you again and that's the type of person i am i like to try to learn from my yeah. mistakes rather than recoil from them and think oh well you know maybe i should quit i try to learn from them and go this won't happen again and move on and i think possibly that could be coming from my background as a boxer that is you know in adversity you must get stronger if someone were to want to join, what's the best way to go about it? Should they just come down and show up for a class or do they sign up online? Un- unfortunately, Adam, I'm even sick of saying this myself, <laughs> but due to COVID, <laughs> I need everybody to do it online before right. they can be like, I don't have drop-ins anymore, unfortunately. But neilbowmantraining.ie, you can go on there, just drop me a message if anyone wants to and I can uh, facilitate them calling in or if somebody wanted to do some online training or anything like that, I'm always available to chat. So 087-914-1704 is my number. That's it for today. But thank you all for listening. And a big thanks to Nan for coming on the show. If you are interested in booking a session with Niall Bowman Training, please check out their website. And the link for that will be posted on the Ross FM Facebook page. This has been Note to Self on Ross FM. I'm Adam O'Dwyer and I'll be back again next Friday at from 10am. But to start off your weekend, here is Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries and that summer feeling 